Hey friends, welcome to Death and a Butterfly. I'm your host, Carrie. Join me as we delve into a broad spectrum of topics, including, but not limited to, spirituality and well-being. Sharing knowledge for the modern journeyer, welcome to the thought process. Glad you're here and we can resonate together. Please like and subscribe to stay updated. And if you enjoy what you hear, please share with someone you love. Hello and welcome. This week's topic is going to be a bit of an interesting one because I know it comes up for actually quite a lot of people. Um, This topic was actually (laughs) selected by one of my friends who kind of voluntold me to speak to my experience on emotional abuse. So (laughs) the thing about emotional abuse is it's obviously not as easy to define as physical abuse. There are not as many signs. And frankly, if you've participated or grew up around it, it's kind of a norm for you. Which kind of makes it even scarier once you kind of realize the patterns that you're in. But um, emotional abuse falls under a lot of things. Um, Name calling, yelling, patronizing, dismissing anything that you have to say. Um, any sort of outbursts or treating you like a child, walking out on you, feigning helplessness, saying they can't do it, um, so you just have to do it anyways, uh, using guilt tripping, goading and blaming, which I just like to lump in with gaslighting. Um, Shutting down communication. (laughs) That's a fun one. That one's stonewalling. I love it. Withholding affection. Um, I think that's quite a huge list so far. I'm sure at some point, if you have been in any sort of emotionally abusive relationship, you probably ran into a few of those. I am going to speak specifically to gaslighting and stonewalling because I feel like, frankly, that's been kind of the main things that I've dealt with my entire life. And (sighs) yeah, (laughs) I think it's just the biggest thing because I have participated in that kind of love my entire life. I'm not going to go too far into it because it'll make this podcast way longer than I want it to be, but um, I'm just going to speak specifically to whatever you grew up around when you were younger and the love that you received is essentially what you learned was acceptable and that is what you go out into the world seeking from 
friends and partners. And it's not always the healthiest. Um, I have learned that from many failed relationships, whether that's friends or partners. But most specifically in terms of, I guess, not receiving the affection or the love that I needed to would be when my mom would return home from work and I would never know if she was going to be in a good mood or a bad mood. And I would almost be anxious. I could feel the tension in my body and I would literally wait for her to walk through the door and see if it would begin with yelling or if she had a good day maybe she would be nice (laughs) more often than not it turned into the I've been at work all day why isn't this done and kind of escalate from there and it made it for a very hard time because I didn't know if she was ever going to be in a good mood and if it would be I guess like that safety so I very much so turned into a people pleaser and made myself small because if there was nothing to come home to yell about then maybe I would receive the affection that I craved and I mean there are more moments than that specifically but that is how I guess my emotionally abusive relationships began Um, my most long-term relationship was a series of emotional abuse and on and off tendencies because I thought that that's what I deserved so I'm not going to go into that relationship today Um, (laughs) but I am going to speak specifically to gaslighting and stonewalling Um, stonewalling is specifically when the other person shuts down and just completely stops communicating and For me, one of those signs um, was I would physically feel my body react with anxiety when he would go silent because I knew that he wasn't going to be listening and he didn't want to talk. And it would almost make me feel so terrible because I really wanted to speak or have a conversation and I knew that it wasn't going to happen and it made it seem like I was the one that was the problem. And by no means was I perfect in everything. But that and the gaslighting, specifically when they say things that make it seem like you're completely wrong and it's almost like it sows those seeds of doubt and you get that questioning of whether your reality is correct or if what they're painting is exactly what they say that you are 
and in doing so it creates cognitive dissonance which is essentially conflicting beliefs or attitudes of like what your reality is and whether or not you're correct or they're correct and where do you fit in along that and it essentially like destabilizes you and then when you're kind of a little all over the place because <laughs> shit's fucked up you get told you're a roller coaster of emotions but it's like they're the ones that are making you almost be this way so then in turn i always got called a victim for trying to speak about my feelings or stand up for myself and i learned in the long run it was more so just about creating boundaries and figuring out what was right for me and tying back to when i was younger these are the types of relationships that i sought because i thought that was love and even when people love you and they treat you that way i thought that that was just how it was <laughs> so fast forward um i think i completely broke away from any emotionally abusive relationships as of the end of december hmm. and i guess in terms of my family i haven't completely broken away from that to be fair i'm trying to accept them for where they're at but in the things that i can control i have gotten rid of the relationships that do not serve me specifically the ones that cause a little more issues in terms of emotional abuse and kind of make me feel like i'm the problem so i've removed myself from those situations and i feel like i'm no longer the problem <laughs> so in terms of gaslighting and stonewalling i always find it super interesting because when i speak to some of the situations that i was in with other friends especially those who have experienced the same things in different relationships it's always an interesting conversation because despite it being a different experience they can all speak to very similar things and if you don't i guess even research it and you aren't able to put i guess a name to it then you don't necessarily understand that you are participating in emotional abuse and i didn't realize i was in those kinds of relationships until probably last summer i started looking into qualities of a narcissist and i mean i feel like we all have some qualities of narcissism don't get me wrong but some play into that more so than others and when you 
try to have conversations with people about how you are being treated, it can go one of two ways. They either decide that what you have to say does have some merit and you have a conversation about how things can change in order for that relationship to move forward or the pattern continues and so on and so forth. So at some point, like you feel like you need to remove yourself and just call it a day on that. So I guess I'll speak to my most recent relationship and I guess everything that continued on from there. I guess it started out a little rocky and there was a little bit of... (laughs) um, stonewalling to begin with but I mean I feel like a lot of that was almost to be expected based on how society works and how dating is in terms of that cancel culture if someone does something you don't like you move on to the next one instead of having a conversation with them and I think it was a lot of a lot of that to begin with where something might happen and it might not be about you at all but then they would fuck off for like a month and not talk to you not hear anything from them and then they would text you out of nowhere just to kind of check up on you and see what's up see if you might still be interested And I kind of fell into that trap in that cycle from the very beginning. Because I knew he was a good person. And I knew that there was a connection. But the patterns kind of kept persisting. And early on, I decided that I was going to walk away from it. So I actually (laughs) picked up all my shit from his house. And I left. And a month went by and we had a talk and we decided that we still felt however we felt for each other and we decided to try again and make up for that lost time (laughs) and that quickly turned into codependency and... I had a lot of stress in my life last year where I really felt everything kept piling up one thing after another and I wasn't able to cope well with it and I became highly depressed and it wasn't the sense that I felt that he needed to like fix everything for me but I definitely needed... I guess a little more compassion however that didn't happen and I was I guess consistently belittled every time I tried to have a conversation 
or we would have a fantastic conversation and then the next day he would decide that he just needed time to himself and that we couldn't be together and things weren't working and this continued on for months (laughs) and so it was a vicious cycle of stonewalling and then gaslighting I found it funny because a lot of the time we would have a really great day literally nothing would have happened and then it's like he would go home and have some sort of conversation about how things were going but with himself and he would make up all these things in his mind and we would never actually have a conversation about it and then he would just decide that things wouldn't be working because of this a b and c and then we would actually try and have a conversation about it after the fact but his mind would already be made up so it was almost like that cycle of you're good enough but you're not good enough but maybe but no And I think as I got further on the line with my own stresses that I did finally agree that it kind of was enough and that we should just be friends. And we tried for an entire year almost to be friends. And finally in the summer, I asked him if he realized the way that he acts or speaks is emotionally abusive and originally the conversation actually went really really well and after a month it was back to the same thing And at first I was super excited because I was like, okay, we've had a real conversation and we're making some leeway and perhaps we can move forward from there. And it deteriorated more and more along the lines. And as far as a friendship goes, I also feel like it's not something that you need to tolerate and so by October we had a rather large fight and we completely decided that we were not going to speak anymore and I thought that was the the final thing and so I mentally prepared myself to not speak to him anymore and I was okay with that But the next day, he decided to text me pictures of us, telling me that he was going to keep them until Christmas to give to me, but it wasn't because he didn't want me to have them. (laughs) He decided to give them to me now when we're no longer friends or in anything. 
and that was a huge mindfuck for me. So, to spare all of, like, the details of every single thing, because I'm obviously moving on, and I know he's still a decent person, but we all have our things to work on for sure. Um, I realized that in my way of understanding what love is and what is acceptable based on what I learned growing up that I guess that cycle does not continue from here on out and it's not going to continue into any further generations of mine down the line so once I removed myself from those relationships where people were making, I guess, me feel as though I couldn't be treated with respect and have an actual conversation um, or have affection withheld from me or being dismissed or patronized or being monitored on social media because that's also a form (laughs) of emotional abuse they're checking up on you um i guess once i came to terms that i didn't need that type of love or abuse in this case Uh, in my life it was I guess the beginning of me figuring out my boundaries and Torian and I spoke to boundaries in our last episode so I would invite you if you don't necessarily know how to go about creating boundaries for yourself because I have only basically recently in this last year started creating boundaries for myself because I also didn't really learn what boundaries were growing up because I had very controlling parents. Um, So once you kind of get past, I guess, some of those things where you feel like you deserve that type of treatment or you feel like you can't get away from that treatment um, is when you're able, I guess, to kind of step into your own and step into that truth. And I know that there are people who have been in far more abusive relationships than me. And I know specifically how it makes them feel helpless and as if they can't stop it from happening. And it turns into that vicious cycle of the other person being dismissive or actually being verbally abusive or even physically and then they'll say they're sorry and they want to work on things and that they love you and (laughs) you believe them because you love them and you want to work on things with them 
but at some point you do need to set up a boundary for yourself and decide what you're willing to accept from another person and whether your worth and your self-love and how you truly feel about yourself as a person is more important than the perception of someone who you thought loved you because if they loved you they wouldn't have that judgment they wouldn't be emotionally abusive towards you or any kind of abuse for that matter because at the end of the day if people participate in any sort of abuse towards you that's just essentially a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves and that can be an entire topic for another day but i'm gonna keep this very short because i don't want to ramble on for an entire hour of me being like slightly vague about my relationships (laughs) um but yeah essentially i just kind of wanted to speak a little bit today about how And what emotional abuse is in terms of gaslighting and I guess stonewalling because that was my most recent experience of, I guess, consistently dealing with someone who wants to shut down and not communicate, but also completely tell me that what I am doing is not reality or... I'm living in some sort of different realm that what I think is going on isn't actually what's going on. (laughs) And having someone else weave some sort of story for you to believe that you're the only one that's part of the problem. So as you get further into your journey and your self-discovery and your growth, you are going to be can always considerably dealing with cognitive dissonance. And I think that's probably a huge one because there's always going to be conflicting attitudes and beliefs every step that you take. And it's about stepping into some of that uncomfortability and deciding what is exactly for you what it is that you're willing to accept as the truth and what you're going to do with it. So hopefully that wasn't too, too vague. (laughs) And hopefully that helped a little bit in terms of talking about emotional abuse. But um, I will see you for the next one.